of Connect and Move Radio. I'm your host, Andy Fortuna, with co-host Tim Langer. Today's episode, we'll be talking about mobility and integrating a holistic approach to health. Today's guest is Tamai Gentjens. Tamai Gentjens started his journey as a mobility biomechanics coach in Berlin, Germany. In recent years, Tamai expanded his approach to focus on the whole body and mind, incorporating meditation, breathing, and other techniques. He just released a new program called Rise Inside Journey, helping to discover your authentic self break through inner barriers, and be who you truly are. Tamai, welcome to the show, bud. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. I love it. Nice to no, be here. No problem. We appreciate you being here. So talk to me. What's what's your background? How'd you get to where you're at today? Oh, man, that's a long story, but uh, I try to we keep it. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe we get to do other stuff as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, but basically, I, I studied a lot of things. Um in Germany, business related, and always try to find like what, what my thing is. And um, after my studies, there was nothing really going on in my life. Like I tried to start some companies and other, other than that, I didn't have like many things that were really fascinating me. But actually like two or three years ago, before I even um, finished the studies, I took this initiative for my life. And I was like, because I, I at that time I had like for my whole whole life basically like feet pain flat feet uh, knee pain back pain shoulder pain da da everything and um, because I couldn't do sports like almost my whole life because that like some medical thing <clears throat> and um, yeah so I decided like with twenty four or whatever that this would not be my uh, my death sentence you know this would not like limit my life my expansion into the full being that I can be. And I took it in my own hands, you know, I tried, of course, like therapies and trainings and everything, but didn't really help. And then I like, yeah, read a lot and actually watched Kelly Starrett's videos on, on YouTube. If you if you know about him, I'm mm -hmm. yeah. pretty sure he will. <laughs> yeah. At the time when we when he was starting out with the mobility board and everything. And I really tried the stuff and tried to learn. And I, I figured that it actually worked, you know, like some dude from the Internet could tell me about laying a ball into my back and just rolling around a little bit and actually helped, you know, and then also getting some like very small insights about how the hip is positioned and how that affects your whole um, pain response or like muscle tone and everything um, made so much sense to me at the time. And I was just like, when, when I fixed myself with it, um, I was just looking my, around myself and was like, damn, man, why is this not, why is this not taught in schools? Why does no one know about this stuff? which has helped me out so much. And then I just tried, yeah, tried to share it with people and just opened up a YouTube channel, talked about it. And um, after some time, like maybe nine months where nothing, nothing was really happening, uh, it started to gain some traction. And all of a sudden, I um, found myself being a coach with basically no education in the field, <laughs> just like from learning it from the internet and trying myself out and also studying the best, I think, at that point. Um, yeah, I just found myself being a coach and, uh, well, wound up to be one of the more famous coaches in Germany for the mobility topic. Um, and yeah, then all of a sudden things changed and I took another route, which is probably another topic in and of itself. But that was my way into, well, let's say health and physical fitness. I mean... A lot of people that get into this realm, uh, whether they become a practitioner or just an informed consumer, 
has a problem either like yeah. you mentioned foot pain low back pain kind of like we mentioned prior to this podcast is um you have a problem and that you haven't really found a good solution for or a, a an appropriate solution that's not you know either hey don't do this or hey sorry you won't be able to do that forever or no you know just take this pain medication and you should be all right so it's funny that your background right you came from a business background tried a couple startups you know they didn't really work out maybe to what you were looking to uh succeed in but then you had this physical limitation you're like man there's got to be more to this than just this pain or this foot issue you know, I really want to become more active. I really want to be able to be, uh, you know, really optimize my health as much as possible. So you took this mobility route with some help from like Kelly Sarah and other people, I'm sure other influences. Yeah. Uh, and you really, you created your own path uh, and have been able uh, to help people since, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, man, I think that's the way to go, right? I mean, I always ask myself if that is the way to go, but for me, it was the way to go <laughs> because like so many people tell you, you should go the way of your strength, right? You mm -hmm. should do the things that you were good at. But for me, it was actually always the other way around. I was, there was always a limitation that I was like, I'm not going to deal with this forever. No way. And I don't find help. So I take my weakness and turn it into a strength if you want to. But um, yeah, that was actually always something that I was discussing myself with myself about. What was the biggest reason for you to create the YouTube channel uh, to be able to uh, broadcast your knowledge? Was it because you wanted to create or wanted to expand from the people you were helping or, you know, you just saw Kelly Saray and what he was doing? You're like, you know what? I really want to be that. But in Germany, like what was the biggest drive for you to start to create content? Yeah, kind of like that. Actually, I started with fitness content because I was so impressed by all the fitness YouTubers at the time. I think it was like 2014, 13 or whatever, where there was this mm -hmm. big, big, huge wave of fitness YouTube in Germany, yeah. um, which also like led me to, I mean, why did I like it in the first place? Of course, there's sports and everything, but it was also like a male movement kind of thing. You know, it was like showing muscles, being strong, shouting in the gym, you know, it was all the stuff that I didn't really have much contact to in my life before. So it was also like a nurturing father like environment that mm. I was sucking up. So um, I always tried like my, to find my way into that because I also always was interested in media and always interested in cameras. And I, like, I, I even like was cutting um, some movies back then from like Counter-Strike clans, you know, that I was was playing in um, esports to uh, yeah, just like have a good time and show it to people. So um, it was always like an idea of myself, like to broadcast myself in, in any way. And um, yeah, then I just tried some fitness stuff, which wasn't successful at all. But then it was like this idea of, yeah, hmm, this mobility thing is new. Why would I not try that? Probably that works mm -hmm. out. That was basically the way. Yeah. And then at some point you reached a point where you, you found that there's more. So. I mean, I saw your video where, where you basically said, let's say four months ago, and I might just jump a little bit here, but uh, where you said, I mean, the video title was something like, um, I why I stopped with mobility. So which is yeah. kind of a relatively drastic sentence to put on your mobility channel. channel. So so how, how do you get to that point that you, that, yeah, that you would state that? Yeah, man, I didn't really expect 40,000 people or whatever to click on that video. <laughs> I think I made like quite a good title with that one. Um, but yeah, well, well, I was, I mean, I was yeah, probably, I mean, it's good to, to, to tell it now because it's like the completes the story. 
I was um, I was not always just into mobility and sports. As I said, it was my my goal was to fix myself basically to be able to do what I want to with my life. And if you have a body that is constantly like, sorry, bro, we cannot wake up in the morning and go play soccer or run because your knee hurts, mm-hmm. then it like limits you in a profound way. And that was always my life. So I, I, I thought at the time when I did the mobility stuff, I also wanted to be like big and strong and powerful and do sports and maybe become a consumptive competitive athlete or whatever, or at least be in the field of sports and help people like become muscular and everything. But I didn't realize at the time that that was not my goal at all. Um, but I got into that route. But at the same time, I was very mm, fascinated by a guy called Elliot Hultz, which you probably might be familiar with. Yeah, strong camp. Um, yeah, strong uh, strength camp. Yeah. Yeah. And also like a little bit of the Paul Czech stuff, you know, the the Czechies, Czech Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just it was just like in the background, you know. And at one point, even before I started the mobility um, thing, I was at one of his seminars here in Germany. And there he already like introduced us to stuff like Osho dynamic meditation and also like active breathing stuff and everything. It was the first time that I got introduced to it, maybe in like 2014 or what, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was powerful. You know, it was like there were feelings that I didn't feel before. And also his teachers were actually there in that seminar. So the ones that taught him in um, in New York back then, they were actually having a studio for a couple of years in Berlin. So there was introduced to them and was like, wow, this is pretty amazing that his teachers are actually in Germany, right in my town. So why will I not show up there? So I did show up there and uh, took some courses and was always like in the loop. You know, I didn't go every day, but like every once in a while. So this this thing was still going. And I think maybe when I had like my biggest success in in the um, in the mobility field as well, at that time, I also took a workshop with them, which was like intensive three, four days or whatever of like dynamic meditation, active breathing, um, opening to feelings and all this, that stuff. And I remember myself after the seminar sitting in the um, in a chair and just looking at all the people saying goodbye and giving hugs and everything. And I was thinking to myself, man, that was the most amazing thing that you have ever experienced in your life so far, because I was just so open, you know, just so vulnerable just so feeling just so vibrant with life energy inside my body that i was just like damn but then there was the problem with that because i was now finally after like spending i don't know 20 years or at least like the last 15 years of my life trying to find myself trying to find the person that i am trying to find the success in something that i that i like trying to have a business and everything you know it was like big struggle for me like warrior phase you know um and I found it and then it was linked to mobility to something that is so rigid something that is so uh the fascia goes here and the muscle is here and if you activate this then the antagonist da, da, da. so it's like very structural right mm-hmm. and the stuff that we did in the seminar was the complete opposite to that it was breathing and meditation and not doing anything and afterwards you feel like super open and vulnerable and super good so there was this internal conflict was already born there you know of like wow this was actually pretty amazing but i have no idea how i can integrate that into me into my persona into the to that thing that i've built myself for up for right now and so it took me down a, a pretty painful path to be honest uh, of the last few years uh, maybe like two years really intensively after this big success it basically all got like slowed down a little bit 
And um, yeah, I was forced also by injury, by stress problems, by um, challenges in my life um, to focus back on this stuff, on the inner world, on the um, on the psychosomatic stuff, on the um, yeah, on the on the yin side of things, if you want to say that that way. And um, that's what, what I did basically the last two years where I was really doing mobility on the side as well. And also at some point transitioning the mobility stuff into the psychosomatic work, um, just to trying to tell people, well, you know, your back pain could also hurt because you're stressed or your root chakra is uh, being um, compressed by your muscles. Da -da -da. So I was like preparing it a little bit. Um, but at some point I was really not feeling mobility as a topic anymore at all. I was like, this is cool and it helps some, but this is really not who I am. And I don't want to be the mobility guy anymore. I want to be everything that I am, you know, and to that everything that I am also now um, belongs this part of bioenergetic work, breathing work, um, thinking about stuff from the mental perspective, but also from the emotional side and everything. And coming back to that initial um, initial thing why I started this channel or did this career in the first place was is life expansion, right? Which is do the things that you want to do and be able to do them. And it doesn't matter if your foot hurts or your emotions are so close that you cannot even talk to some girl and open your heart and just like have random um, uh, connection, but not, not a deep one, which doesn't fulfill you. It doesn't matter. It's the same coin basically. And um, yeah, that's why I decided to stop it, to like step away from it and um, to, for me, also be open to that new thing, to let that grow and share that with people in the first place now. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's a very similar conflict uh, that I myself have had. Right? Mm. And I think that a lot of people that start to, because once you learn something, it's very hard to unlearn it, right? For example, once you start to realize, all right, there's a big aspect to the mind connection to not only pain, but how to react to others, how do we socialize, right? It's not just what we've been taught, not just this structure. It's kind of like, what am I feeling? What is are these energetic uh, auras, you know, being a part of this? What is yeah. the energetic vibe that I'm getting from this person? Um, so as I get deeper into this bioenergetic world, into the conversations that I have not only with my patients, but how I help their, uh, how how do, how do I help patients have com better conversations with themselves, mm. even before we start this uh, recovery or reconditioning program or mobility or strength program, uh, but it took a long time to get there. Kind of like what you're mentioning, like very difficult, really awkward stage. Of like, all right, is yeah. this? All right, not a lot of people are doing this, but it seems kind of important. Wow, this really opened my eyes. But how do I integrate this now yeah. with what I know? Especially once you start to create an uh, uh, an audience, right? Once you start to create a following off of one topic, and you're like, man, this one topic isn't just this isn't just it. There's a whole other side that I'm not I haven't been able to tap into because I didn't understand, but now mm -hmm. I do. How do I integrate that? So my question to you is: Now that you understand this psychosomatic, the psychosocial component and how important it is. How have you been able to integrate it now within your philosophy of mobility and all you've been able to do prior to that? Yeah, I mean, what I shared just now was probably that how I integrated is to be like, um, what was my initial intention and it was not mm -hmm. to deadlift 150 kilos or whatever in the first place. But then having this component of being in a strong body that is able to lift weights, but why do I do it? What do I do it for? 
and that is much more in terms of now yeah growing yourself expanding yourself expanding your consciousness that's basically what it is for so this is my integration i feel mm -hmm. um but i'm also not there yet you know i mean we will of course never be there yet where we have understood it all and know mm -hmm. who we are and what it is all about constant but, growth um, huh constant you're constantly growing constantly yeah, evolution, of course. constantly changing. yeah but um still i i, I mean I, I've, I've been a little bit more quiet the, the last month and even like maybe like last year or so. And like every once in a while, I share something and like, yeah, here's something that pops up or I share a new course like right now with the Rise Inside journey. But it's mm -hmm. not that I'm like full in already, you know, it's not that I can pin myself down and say like, yes, this is what I stand for. Um, exactly that and uh, it's clear and I can put it in three sentences or whatever even though the description mm -hmm. that you gave in the in the beginning was pretty close um, yeah. but like also like calling oneself a holistic health coach is not something that I admire to or that like that I look forward to because it's like so vague and like so nothing at all which is probably also not a nice door so what I want to say with that is I'm definitely not done integrating it but I'm definitely um um, far enough to like poke my head out and, and start the process again of, of figuring it out, you know, in the public. No, for sure. So, but what are maybe some, some concrete examples you were able already to, to integrate, even, as you said, it's a very large topic, never ending topic, but let's say, what are things that are yeah, very more, more concretely you were able to integrate? Oh, you mean in terms of practices and everything? Yeah, let's say if you work, whether it's working with a client or how you imagine to work with a client in the future mm -hmm. or, or whatever your approach is, maybe in workshops or something like that. But what, what does it entail? Oh, yeah. So far for you. Yeah, well, the best example probably is um, the, well, yeah, it's workshops and one-on-one -on -one coaching, because I think, uh, which I still do one-on-one -on -one coachings, but actually, again, <laughs> I didn't used to do them anymore with the mobility stuff because it didn't really catch me anymore. But now I'm back at it um, with like some clients, only a fracture of what I, yeah, I mean, like of the people that are in the, uh, in the YouTubes and everything, of course, but um, some clients I do. And um, with them, it's, it's all about, they come to me with the problem of, I, I, I feel that I'm stuck, you know, it's like in my emotions, in my ways of thinking, but also in my body. And it, of course, like integrates into the body. And then we basically work on, um, on some form of a movement, but that's mostly more of a meditation kind of thing. So we look at the chakra system in the first place, mostly, and just figure out where it, like, I, I give them a um, questionnaire basically, and just talk to them for, for a few hours. And then we, we see where there's blockages, the main blockages that keep them from expanding themselves much more, much further. And that mostly boils down to the chakra system then where we can just say, yeah, okay, yeah, you have been threatened in your childhood, um, like root chakra thing. Um, there is an expression problem. So it might be a throat and also um, your sexual identity is like a little bit messed up. So yeah, we can work on these three things in, in that order that I just um, was yeah, leading to. Um, and that gives me a whole lot of opportunities to work with someone then, you know, like work with them with their belief systems, but also work with their, um, movements and also work with their posture and also work with their, um, um, energy centers, if you want to call that. So like, if you don't move your pelvis at all, then you will probably not have a grounded connection to the earth, which is like the foundation of a sexual identity as a man and as a woman, I guess as well. 
and uh, which is also the uh, well the prerequisite to feeling yourself um, strong and capable of working. You know, when you have a work problem and your root chakra is super disconnected, then then well, good luck <laughs> in holding your ground. And um, yeah, that's basically how I integrate it right now. So the mobility part actually is like a very, very small portion of it, but I also don't take people anymore that are like, I have back pain, I want to get rid of it because I think that's mm -hmm. just a wrong conversation to have in the first place. Yeah. And maybe also in the seminars, I do pretty much a similar thing, but there it's much more about expression and like expressing your energy, which it, it boils down to a lot, really a lot, lot, lot. Um, and there we go through some bioenergetic exercises, for example, through a lot of breathing and also through challenging those blocks, you know, that are mentally and emotionally and, and physical. And when you challenge someone to express something that they probably would not express and that, that there's a big blockage against this expression, this spontaneous expression of their being, you know, which would just come out like with a child. Um, then if you challenge these blocks, then it's like super uncomfortable. You scream, you shout, you cry, you're like, ah, and you know, it's like, ah. but then something, if you go past that, something opens and then people can feel all the effects of that. So they feel it like in their, in the way they move, you know, they feel it the next day in the way they talk, they feel it in the way they breathe. So basically they feel it everywhere because it has just been an opening against these blocks that hold our true expression, which is through the muscular system. It is through the body. It's not in our thoughts or whatever. It is in the body, um, which hold that back. And then you also get the benefits of moving better and having more energy and everything. And like I have the craziest stories of people that I worked with just like 10 minutes or whatever in a seminar context. I even have a video online where I show that. And the guy afterwards just was like writing me messages like, damn, man, I'm feeling so good today. And I had the best sex with my girlfriend in like half a year or whatever. It was just so crazy. But it like, it makes sense. You know, if someone is so blocked and now it f flows again and they're so live again. And, you know, it, that's an experience that just opens a whole new world of um, you being open to all these things and being open to do Tai Chi in the morning, you know, where you're like, ah, come on, man, give me coffee or whatever. But no, it's it's the same thing. We're also breathing into our chakras. We're also opening our bellies. That was the same thing that we do in that exercise, you know, where I was challenging you. And now you can do it at home yourself, you know. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's what it is, challenging these, these blocks. And then people are like, whoa, so much energy, so much mobility, so much movement. Hmm, interesting. Talk to me and explain a little bit more. I know you mentioned a couple of the chakras and the energetic system and the grounding. Uh, for some of the listeners that not that may not know really what you're talking about, can you give us like a, uh, I guess like a explanation of like bioenergetics, the chakra systems, kind of kind of go through each one and why each is important, kind of what it entails, um, and the blockages, kind of like you were mentioning. Yeah, well, that's that's really big, big thing, but I try to narrow it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're laughing because you know yeah, <laughs> it's a big I know, task. That's I was like, how do I uh, simplify this? <laughs> yeah, well, the best way that I think about it is um, so chakra system basically is a good start, but mm -hmm. chakra system is mostly confused by people because it sounds so esoteric. I think it's good to know that it's just another another map, you know? Also, if you hear like esoteric people talking about, 
oh, the, the love of God was raining down on me and I felt it everywhere. I don't know, you know, that's just another way. It's just words. You put stuff in words and words are just maps, you know, and you, I, I say cup and I put something in that word and you say cup and you put something in that. It might be overlapping, but it can also be something to a totally different. So I realized that in my journey that um, sometimes people are talking about chakras and I'm like, ah, come on, chakra f fucking bullshit about spirituality. But it was just a way of them expressing that what they have felt. And now I can also talk about a chakra because I have felt a chakra. But it, it can also be expressed as an emotion that you feel in your body in certain areas, you know. And the chakra system is just a map for these emotions if you want to boil it down to emotions, also other mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, if you stay with emotions, you can say, where do you feel love, for example? You don't feel it in your left ear or in your right eye or whatever you mostly feel it like in your heart center so in that space around your chest if you're like mm -hmm. really in love but then again if you for example have a trauma then you feel well it's, it's most of us are not really aware to know where, where when trauma hits like how it feels like but it's it's this shock kind of moment this like fright this anxiety and that mostly goes like from your head and from your um, from your energy going outward, it goes in like whoosh, like a like a like a lightning that basically hits your stomach, you know, hits your hits your sexual center, and hits your root chakra and like crumbles it down together. Or if you, of course, have sex, then there's a lot of emotional charge and a lot of energy charge and a lot of vibrancy in your pelvis because that's where stuff is going on right now, and also blood flow, you know. So there's just like some centers like the pelvis, like the heart, like the throat or the eyes that are associated with some forms of emotions and also with some forms of expressions of our beings because the expression is through the body. When I talk right now, I'm probably, for example, I'm using my hands a lot, like I'm gesturing, even though it makes no sense because you don't even see it. <laughs> and the other person <laughs> also doesn't see it. But it's just me expressing myself like with my full being, which is the body as well. Um, then that's why it's not, not, nothing is boring or more boring, like a professor that like, is just talking from a slide or whatever, right in front of your school, uh, in your school, uh, it's like super boring because he's not using his whole energy and you cannot even feel him because he doesn't do it. Um, but yeah, so there's expression and emotions associated, associated with centers. And just to make that analogy with the hands and the arms full, it's the expression center. The, the arms are very much connected to, well, where are they in, in the body? That's also plays a role in between my heart, basically, and my throat, right? So it's like expression and also love is in the arms. If you hug someone, how you do, you do it with your feet? No, you use your arms because it's like love. It's that energy, it's that, that emotion. And um, the cool thing is that, mm, well, well, there's, there's this thing that we, as humans, were taught that there's some emotions that are good and some expressions that are good and some that are very bad, right? So, for example, you cannot be sexy, especially not in the US. You know, it's like, talk about sex. It's like, don't do that. In Germany, it's also not good, you know. I always use the example, and that's the thing. Like, we have these impulses and have these feelings that are just natural because we are like ch children, you know. It's just natural things that are going on. And I use this, this example always because I am very vulnerable with it um, of me going to school in puberty at one point. And I was in the school bus and I just had a boner in my, <laughs> my, my pants, you know, because I'm a growing 
I'm growing into my adulthood man and I'm getting a boner because I don't know my hormones are just like doing loopings you know doing like crazy things and at that point there was this thing when I was in that school bus and it was like shit man I have this boner what the fuck am I gonna do with it I cannot just go out yeah right something like that (laughs) what do you do you know you just like uh, this has to go away because otherwise I'm the guy that is so horny and just I don't Herber. know yeah the perv yeah. for for the rest of the school year you know so <laughs> ah I cannot say like that so what did I do I tried to find a way and what I did was just compress my pelvis as much as I can just push it down so to say right until it uh-huh. goes away or at least you can control it you can tuck your pelvis back so it doesn't stand out and these are the things that we do with emotions with energies that we feel in the different chakras with expressions that we can't or are not allowed to or think that think that are bad and how do we control it we control it with our muscular system we just push it back push it down and that's the funny thing you can see these things in postures there's there's for example great work of alexander lohan and wilhelm reich who did like maps of this and just um just uh, found out that you know you can read a person like in five different um um, maps and you may in five different categories basically you can read a person and what their inner world and their psychology is about because the way they stand the way that their legs are shaped the way that their pelvis is shaped and of course it's not a hundred percent map no map is as good as the reality but it is a hint and it's it's excitingly often true you know there's some truth into that so you can see that that people are yeah holding themselves back holding emotions back holding expressions back into um yeah, all these things, and they do it with a muscular system or with also shallow breathing, which is the, the second biggest thing, which just kills our aliveness. You know, if you just breathe very shallow, then you're not alive anymore. And if you like breathe very deeply, you get a lot of feelings rushing through your system. So, yeah, these are probably the most, um, I think, the most graphical and also understandable things, how this all works. And for example, how that chakra system is, is to be worked with and yeah yeah i think you did a, a great job um and and yeah i could agree a lot of emotional things have a physical symptom or physical um how can i say it? yeah physical symptom something that that okay physical manifest manifestation is what i was trying to say and when mm. you were about to say posture i had just written posture down i was like yep because a lot yeah. of times we start to see like depression, anxiety, people like more caved in, looking down, not looking up as much, uh, tight internal rotation shoulders where we say, okay, has limited shoulder rotation or has limited this. But a lot of times, you know, they're just really sad and really closed off to themselves. So a lot of times uh, that gets kind of pushed to the side and say, no, you have a shoulder mobility problem, right? It, nobody talks yeah. about a chakra or energy system or nobody talks about, hey, like, have you, you know what's going on? You know, are you, are you feeling depressed? Are you feeling anxious? Uh, what's going on? And just a lot of times when you have that conversation with somebody, it opens them up without even doing anything. All of a sudden, they have you know their heads up. They feel less uh, anxiety, less depressed, less worried. Uh, so it's it's crazy that you even mentioned that because it's super important. And I think you did a good job of of uh, depicting each chakra, each energy system, right? Each uh, component to the body that a lot of people don't necessarily see. Uh, and and you, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned it's the boner, right? Or, or the, yeah. so, the society structure of what is going on with the natural human body, right? We yes. tend to kind of close off like, no, that's not right. You know, that's not totally appropriate not. right now. But, but you know, there are certain things that happen 
whether you're happy or you know depressed, right? Because depression is not necessarily a bad thing; it's just a an emotional uh, state in which you're in. Yes. Uh, and just understanding why you're in that state is important. Because a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm depressed. Something's wrong with me," or "I'm anxious. Something's wrong with me." Rather than saying, "Okay, I'm anxious or I'm depressed. Why is that? Am I unhappy with something?" Uh, did something go wrong? Because if something goes wrong, it's not as sudden you're going to be super excited to be a failure, to be you know something that you really worked so hard for. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree and I completely can't understand that. I hope some of the listeners that are listening can can see why uh, some of this bioenergetic uh, information, education is super important because not everything is just physical. Not everything just uh, is about mobility, which is a cool transformation that you've had. And it's not easy to make. Because you have to, when you, whenever you make a transformation, and I think that's, and I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm speaking for myself, that once you have this transformation of, wow, I've been working on this, this type of industry or this type of method for so long, and then you learn something new, you're like, man, everything that I've been working on kind of doesn't fit with this, or you know, maybe yeah. it does, but some things don't. So you know, you start to become contradictory. Or you start to contradict yourself at certain points with other stuff that you were explaining to people. So you're like, holy cow, I'm fraud. I didn't know this. Yeah, but right. It's all, it's all about learning. It's all about trying to uh, become better than you were the day before, right? Or, or whatever you were doing. So yeah, and posture, also... breathing, energy, I think is super important. So yeah, go yeah, ahead. Man. Yeah, just because it's such a great experience that you share as well. Ken Wilber, do you know Ken Wilber's work? No. Yeah, it's, it's Ken interesting. Wilber. Ken Wilber is the, the guy. Ken Wilber. Okay. Ken Wilber. He just is integrate integral spirituality, I think is his thing. So he is actually like also a map maker, like he, he thinks about all the things, <laughs> but he doesn't mm -hmm. try to make a whole new system from like, I don't know, his experience or whatever, or just tries to make a new system, but he looks at all the systems and tries to find um, like what's in between these systems. So what logic is in between them and what he, for example, takes a great look at it is um, how your consciousness develops and how you are able to see things from a whole new perspective that you were not able to see before. And what you've been saying before is just my experience as well. I got into the mobility stuff and I was like, yes, man, this is it. That's it, man. I found the Holy Grail, dude. You also just have to make mobility and it's all going to be fine, you know, and I, I understand it now. It's the bone and then it's the muscle and, you know, you're, you're done, you know, you're good. And then you have this drive and you're like, yes, I'm going to teach this to the world now. And then you're on top of the world and you're burning yourself out. But you're like, man, I'm the matura. I'm, I can do this. It's good for the world. But then all of a sudden, if you don't close your eyes, right, which many, many of us do, do and which I also did for a long period of time, you just find out, yeah, that's partially true, but it's not completely true. And <clears throat> Ken Wilber also talks about that, that, this, that there's this, yeah, this, this science-ish approach, you know, like this is that and this is this. So we can all like, yeah, make it a category and work with it. And then there's the more holistical side of things where you like, yeah, there's no truth, but there's a truth in, um, in every one of us. Or else, yeah, and also in each situation. So, so you don't have a recipe for anyone, basically. You just have a human being that can benefit from a wide range of different tools. And there might be some better ones and some like not so good ones, but it always depends on the person. Like, is he super receptive to, um, to, to meditation and like guided meditation might be. Is he super not receptive to it? 
and uh, uh, like me, it just needs to have some body work done, you know, like to blah, bring all that out and then he can go drop into silence. Or is he also one that is like super stressed out and is um, not even able to do bioenergetics or breathing work because it will just push him into sympathetic state in a second. Then is mm -hmm. he probably way better off with doing some massage and some acupuncture? I would so totally agree. Yes. You know, so yeah, that, that's the thing. I think that's just a stage of your personal and professional and also spiritual development of like being like, hmm, it's probably not as it is taught in schools and science, but it's probably even bigger and it's holistic in the end. So yeah, <laughs> I guess we both had our fair share of uh, our pain teacher teaching us some things there. Absolutely. Life is the greatest teacher of all time. Yeah, and mostly it's painful. Yeah, for sure. Very interesting. <laughs> So how did you took that? And I mean, I think what I saw online is now you you're just starting or just started to, to release a new program you call rise inside journey. So mm -hmm. maybe you can give us some, some background, what that is and, and what, um, people who sign up for this can expect. Yeah. Well, um, it basically really is about tapping into these blocks that I was just talking about, you know, like mm -hmm. to see what is holding you back from being yourself and just expressing who you really are, what you really are, and uh, just wasting a lot of energy on this and that you can feel in every system of your being, <laughs> in your body, in your mind, in your emotions. And it's really good, great way because I just found a way to um, teach someone basically in 10 weeks, which the program is, um, to understand about themselves, understand about the emotions, understand about what you were alluding, alluding, I don't know if that's the right word, what yeah, you were saying yeah, mm -hmm. to before um, that, um, I don't know what it was again, it was like something with emotions that, um, mm -hmm. yeah, just, oh yeah, that emotions, you're depressed, for example, it's not you are depressed or whatever, but it's just like, yeah, it's a feeling in your body and what can you do with it? You know, for example, these core concepts, but then also like really going deep into what I just said, like teaching someone where the chakra block, the ma main one of them is, what their main belief system is right now. And then also the healing tools that they can use on a daily basis to transform that. And um, I tested it just with a lot of clients. And out of that came just a structure, a program, uh, which is the Rise Inside Journey. Um, yeah, which leads, leads one through that. And um yeah, that's basically the Rise and Tide journey. So that's what you can expect if you sign up for that. Right now, though, if you are an English-speaking client, then it would probably be better to contact me directly <laughs> because the, that program is going to be in German for the um, near future. Uh, yeah, because like right now, my community is basically German. So um, I would do English consultings, but um, not that program. No worries. And we'll have that link. Uh, you should see at the bottom of the show notes here. Um, the basically his website where you can go into and find out all this information, but also too, like, uh, Tamai mentioned, if, uh, you're here in the States and you're interested in reaching out to Tamai, uh, we're going to actually put his uh, Instagram handle at the bottom of the show notes here, which is going to be, uh, at IG Tamai Gent Gents, uh, at Instagram. So we'll make sure to have that down there if you want to, and make sure that you go ahead and uh, check out Tamai's, uh, information. Do you have plans to expand your work internationally? Yes, that's on my mind since a long time. Uh, but I started a German brand, so it's probably not around the corner. But actually, this what is happening right now is just how I imagine it to be, you know, just like people reaching out and then probably some some people will reach out and be like, dude, you have to do this in English. And then there's an opening, you know, that I can do it. 
Okay. I'm the first one to say that. Yeah, man. Thanks. <laughs> any, uh, I, uh, I usually ask guests for any book recommendations or any resources, anything that you would recommend to anybody listening now that wants to learn a little bit more about the information you mentioned, other than your programs and your resources that you have available? Yeah, well, the first important, most important book is actually the book that where there's nothing in it and you have to do stuff. Okay. <laughs> and really, like what I always preach, it's it's always the same question. I, I will, will give some book recommendations, no worries. But um, it, it's really like what, what has transformed my life in this work was really just like having a practice where you're like, yeah, this kind of works right now. So maybe you're done breathing or maybe, you know, like, yeah, your root chakra is probably blocked and, you know, some Tai Chi to, to do with the root chakra. And you just do that, you know, in Tai Chi, they say, uh, in Qigong, sorry, they, they mm -hmm. if you're gong like for one year, no, one year for like a hundred days, it's like the, the thing, right? So they know mm -hmm. that you will practice it for like three days. And then you'll be, you'll be like, yeah, it's probably not as good as I thought because it's not the same result anymore. And you just put it aside, right? You're like, oh, probably there's something else out there that's faster, quicker, and I don't have to do much work. But actually then when you stop it, that's where the work just began because then you hit a block that is a little deeper than the super surface stuff that you've just cleared. And now you have to be in your body and be like, oh man, I don't feel like this at all today. But if you do it then, then something can come up out of this. Then you can go in that block and be like, so what are you telling me, you dragon of, oh, I don't want to do this today, you know? What is what is there? That is the work, you know? I like that. So discipline and practice, more yes. than practice. Okay. And just do okay. it for a long time. And then, you know, like something will come up, but of course you can like direct it. And that's where, where books and um, client work and mentoring or whatever is good for, of course you can take shortcuts, but you still have to do the work. Um, yeah. Books, man. I like the bioenergetic stuff, to be honest. I like uh, Alexander Lowen's books, Alexander Lowen. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he just does a lot of stuff like bioenergetics is like his introductory book. I think it's not really like super easy to read, but you get a general sense of all that stuff that I was talking about. I think it's okay. a good resource, but um, there, then I also like the stuff of Peter Levine. He's doing some trauma work and also like talks a lot of psychosomatic stuff. So how the soma integrates with the psyche and so how the body and mind are connected basically and it's just very eye-opening to read that also like his experiences himself like with for, for example post-traumatic stress which he has like a great story in the beginning of, of one book and um yeah just just dive into that and just see that it's all connected and that's happening in your body as well awesome i'll make sure to uh, you should see at the at that you should see these links at the bottom of the show notes here uh both from alexander lowen and peter levin uh, so you guys can really dig deep into this, uh, into these topics because, and, and what the listeners should understand is kind of like what Tamai is mentioning is don't think about just reading this book and then thinking you have it figured out. The idea is to read it, understand it a little bit more, practice, read a little bit more, practice some more, read, practice, practice, read. It's an ever evolving loop of you doing the work, but getting some knowledge al along the way. But a lot of that knowledge happens uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tamay, Tamay, uh, is in the practice, right? What you start to feel, the awareness is that you start to uh, really start to get inside of, of yourself and how you're feeling, how you start to integrate now everything that you're doing with your practice. Uh, that's when you truly start to learn. But also, too, everybody's a different learner. So some people need some theory behind it. Some people need some kind of like guidance along the way. 
um, along with the practice. So make sure you guys uh, use those links because I definitely will be looking into that. Um, now, to finish off the podcast, Tamai, uh, what we're going to do is what we call speed round, or Tim likes to call it rapid fire. Yeah. Um, basically, we have a couple questions for you here uh, just for us to get to know you a little bit more uh, and for the listeners to get to know you. Basically, we kind of shoot a question and you have uh, three seconds to answer. Try to get wow. that, uh, uh, yeah, that first thought out of you. Cool. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Tim? Sure. What is one of the things on your bucket list? Oh, man. Meeting Peter Levine. Okay. Fair enough. Um, number one thing to do in Berlin, Germany? <laughs> Meditate. <laughs> okay. Tim? Where's the worst place you could get stuck? In your head. Wow. That's a good one. Biggest fear? Not being good enough. Last one, Tim. Um, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Listen to your body. Okay. That was not 30 seconds, but three. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, now, to finish off the podcast, we have three thanks. Uh, the first one is uh, to you, Tamai. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak with you, to learn from you, uh, to hear about your experiences and everything that you've been going through and everything that you're creating um yeah just thank you very much for giving us uh, your time and to to be a guest on this podcast yeah man thank you so much for inviting and i as i said also like in the um when when the recording was not on yet i'm, I'm super thankful for you guys doing that and connecting these dots and let's do that much more and uh yeah super happy that you guys are doing that work thank you yeah no problem second thank you goes to our listeners you could have been doing anything at this moment. Actually, hopefully, uh, next time you should be meditating before you go into this episode. But uh, you, you could have been doing anything in this moment, driving to work, driving home, listening to radio, watching some Netflix, whatever it is. But you chose to listen to this episode, and we are forever grateful for that. And we hope that you learn a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about um, what you can do to really optimize your health. The third thank you goes to our clients, goes to our patients, goes to our students, and those we get to work with on a daily basis. Um, again, we really love what we do, uh, to be able to help you guys either give you more information or help you move better, help you feel better, help you, um, really optimize your health, maybe see yourself in a different light, uh, for the fact that you give us the opportunity to do that and, to, and they actually see the value in somebody helping you with that we are really grateful, uh, for that opportunity. So thank you very much. With that being said, this is connect and move radio. I'm your host, Andy Fortuna signing out. Hey there, Andy Fortuna here, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. I love the opportunity to connect and share information with passionate people just like you, and would love the opportunity to do the same for others. So please take the time right now to leave a five-star review and help spread the word about this podcast. Thank you so much for your support, and see you on the next episode. Hold up. With that being said, this is Connect and Move Radio. I'm your host, Andy Fortuna, signing out.